The epistle reading for the fourth Sunday after Epiphany is taken from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. Brethren, put ye on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, benignity, humility, modesty, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If any have a complaint against another, even as the Lord hath forgiven you, so do you also. But above all these things have charity, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of Christ rejoice in your hearts, wherein also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly in all wisdom teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual canticles, singing in grace in your hearts to God. All whatsoever you do in word or work, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and Father, by Jesus Christ our Lord. The Gospel is taken from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. That time Jesus spoke this parable to the multitudes. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that sowed good seed in his field. But while men were asleep, his enemy came and oversowed cockle among the wheat and went his way. When the blade was sprung up and had brought forth fruit, there appeared also the cockle. And the servants of the good man of the house coming said to him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? Where then hath it cockle? And he said to them, An enemy hath done this. And the servants said to him, Wilt thou then we go and gather it up? And he said, No. Lest perhaps gathering up the cockle, you root up the wheat also together with it. Suffer both to grow until the harvest. In the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather up first the cockle and bind it into bundles to burn. But the wheat gather ye into my barn. May Jesus Christ be praised. A wheat farmer can be very successful and earn a lot of money since that crop is so commonly used by people. It was the same in our Lord's time, of course. However, wheat growing has some challenges. Because the grain head is delicate, it is susceptible to various natural calamities. Blight can kill off an entire crop. A herd of locusts can eat the grain down to practically its roots. A hailstorm likewise can ruin the crop. The weeds in today's gospel are another problem. Weeds, of course, are commonplace in any planting. Any of you who have ever had gardens know that what you plant will indeed periodically need to be weeded. The seeds come up in among tomatoes, herbs, or whatever you plant. In our gospel, however, the weeds were not naturally occurring. They were sown by an enemy of the wheat farmer. He was faced with a dilemma. Pull up the weeds now or wait until harvest and then separate them. He chose the latter. The parable is an allegory of end times. The farm workers represent angels. They will gather up the good and the evil. The evil will be judged and end up in the fire. But in the meantime, the good will have to suffer living among the evil and sometimes watching them prosper and influence others to their evil ways. 
When we look at this parable in terms of the world in which we live, there are a few difficulties. For example, weeds cannot be other than weeds. People, even even people, evil people, can change, since with the constant help of God's grace of conversion open to them. We have many examples of sinners who became saints, even canonized saints, by accepting the grace of conversion into their lives and turning those lives over to God. We know, though, that this conversion of life happens relatively rarely. So what can we do to keep ourselves, our children, our families, and God's good graces while living in this world in which evil and evil people seem to triumph and win the day despite the efforts of good people? First, we must recognize evil and call it by name. This is most important, especially in families. Parents must name those evils which threaten the faith and goodness of their children. We must guard against it in the media, entertainment, and even daily life itself. With a good foundation, children can learn to recognize what is evil and avoid it. Of course, parents cannot be with their children forever and always. But by prayer, good example, and calling out evil, some good can be accomplished. This also should be done with extended family and even friends. Here it is far more difficult, but not impossible. Again, our faith, prayer, and gentle example can work wonders. Then, too, in the political realm, we should become active in calling out evil in terms of legislation which threatens the very basis of faith and morals. The examples are all around us. Abortion, for example, and all sorts of things that daily threaten the morality of our lives. Finally, this gospel teaches us that we must be patient. It is not easy to be long-suffering in the face of evil, threats to our faith and morals, and those would extract the very nature of our lives as weeds deprive wheat of water and nutrients from the soil to themselves grow strong and choke off the good wheat. Patience is not easy. But as our Lord was patient with those who rejected him and even at times with his apostles who misunderstood him, we can take his example in our lives and patiently pray that evil is recognized for what it is and rejected by good and faithful people. Today is the fifth Sunday of after Epiphany, as we mentioned before, And the last Sunday where we'll hear the Gloria or see green vestments for quite a while and celebrate with some joy. Beginning next Sunday, we begin the preparation for Lent called Septuagesima Sunday or seven days, 70 days before Easter. We begin our preparation for Lent. During these weeks before Ash Wednesday, which is March 6th, we can prepare for the holy season of fast, prayer, and penance. May our preparation bear fruit in the holy and faithful Lenten season. And may we always glory to be known as God's good wheat. May Jesus Christ be praised.